0: it's cold in here must be time for the cold open
1: i hate that so
0: much what do we got today
1: it's a bonus episode y'all so strap in because we're gonna get right to it today
0: Welcome to this bonus episode of Take Me to Coffee. This
1: is a mentorship podcast for the digital age.
0: For anyone who looks outside of the box for inspiration.
1: And knows just how important a great mentor can be.
0: From movie stars to blog writers to actors and YouTube and IG creators, in this day and age, we have something to learn from everyone. So this
1: is your weekly chance to get personal with people who've been down the road before you.
0: Let's soak up a whole lot of inspiration from every corner of the internet.
1: We have an old friend on today. Hey, old friend.
0: It's like when I look into a spotlight and I'm on stage and I go, Hey, old friend.
1: Is that what you do?
0: Sometimes when I walk into a theater after I haven't done a job for a little while, a few months, and I, like the oh, spotlight hits short... me and I go, hey, old friend.
1: I wish you could see we're not recording the video today because this is just a shorty, but it was so good what Andrew just did.
0: Oh God! If
1: you don't know, if you're a new listener, uh, every ten episodes or so we do a bonus episode, um, which is just like a shorty, and sometimes it means we check back in with former guests, or we have someone on that's got a really cool project that we believe in that we want to promote. But basically, it's a way for us to have a little week off in between every ten episodes since we're working real hard for this podcast. We work hard for a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We work hard for a podcast.
0: Oh my God! We. Really do. What a morning. We're uh, so I mean, peppy. I love songs like that. This so I great. know, right? It seems so weird. I was already been, I've already been at the gym. I've what? I've been very, very... I'm a go-getter. You know what? I'm a go-getter.
1: Amanda McCrossen's back on today.
0: <laughs> Amanda McCrossen. She was one of our earliest guests on the podcast, and she is quite brilliant. A uh, sommelier. So she
1: was our eighth guest. She was
0: our eighth episode, which was phenomenal. It was really cool. We learned a lot yeah. about
1: sommeliers and making digital content for wine in Napa Valley, and we got to ask all our dumb questions about wine that we didn't know, and she was awesome and taught us so much.
0: The main takeaway that I took away from that episode was that she was yanking the curtain back on what is, you know, kind of known to be a snooty uh, and or highbrow industry mm-hmm. where people, you know, kind of, it wasn't as approachable as it is um, post, you know, the movie Sideways and things like that. Like people didn't know much about wines and you had to be an elite class to right. understand what like good wines were or blah, 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 blah. But she deconstructed all of that and is like rip the curtain back and been like oh my god I'm gonna do my own thing I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it my way and you know what she's got some fucking awesome stuff to tell us right now and I'm excited what she's doing
1: every once in a while a guest will let us know like when something cool happens uh, which is we really appreciate and um, she let us know that she's got a big old change coming up and this is a mentorship podcast and we're all sort of in the thick of you know building these things for ourselves so we thought let's just have her back on and document this entire process that's what
0: I'm saying if you're interested (laughs) if you're interested in building something and starting from the ground up, there's going to be an infinite amount of change, right? This is the conversation that we have for anybody out there who's like struggling, grappling with an issue or a change that you need to make in your business or your venture or your life. This is one of those things that's like, oh my God, I want to hear what you have to say.
1: We we literally don't have any answers for you, but we definitely asked a lot of questions and we definitely tried to reconcile our experiences in this process. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Questions>. <laughs> so many questions. Oh, my God. So if you are dying to find out what's going on here with Amanda McCrossin at Vivant, we'll get on to the episode. It's a good one. But, uh, you know, as always, don't forget, follow TM2C Podcast to leave us a video, ask for an upcoming guest, or suggest someone that we should have on the show. And check
0: out our social media this week for best of videos throughout the week.
1: Yeah, we're dropping all of our favorite little video clips from uh, the 30-odd episodes we've had all week.
0: Girl Girl pleasure. Pleasure. Another episode that you need to get to with Andy Ronison
1: Friends, we hope you enjoy this episode of Take Me to Coffee with Amanda (laughs) McCrossin Amanda McCrossin back Wow, I can't yes. believe you're having me back, this is so exciting Some
0: people can't get enough
2: I think I'm one of those people
0: Like an old flame, <laughs> just can't get enough Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, I was one of your earlier ones too, so
1: I was gonna say, you were like number 6 or 7, now we're like 33 maybe, this will be 33 Yeah, I hear you guys are climbing those charts What's
2: been going on since we
0: last talked to you? Where you have you been? What have what you been up to?
2: Oh, you know, just quit my job, nothing big Oh, oh, <laughs> oh
0: You're downplaying that, you're really downplaying that <laughs>
2: So, uh, so I've always, I've always, ha- I mean, I think you guys can relate. I've always had a number of different jobs, but my uh, my primary job was as the wine director at this restaurant here in Napa Valley, and uh, it's been an amazing ride and a great place to work, and truly the thing that like sort of helped to launch my career. But you know, ultimately, it just got to a point where I had to choose between that and then all of these other side projects, which just started getting less side and more full-time. Yeah. Mm. Um. And so I, I had to kind of like make the decision of, you know, whether I jump full-time into doing my own thing or I try to do everything and then burn out. So I chose what seemed like the responsible adult decision.
0: Jump ship from continuity and just go <laughs> full steam into something I don't know. That sounds... That sounds right.
1: Terrifying. You guys, <laughs> who's listening at home that's been at that little like teeter totter moment? Cause it feels, I mean, I know too, it's a teeter totter moment. It is a terrifying moment where you've got too much, but you kind of have to get, keep all the plates spinning and decide, like, figure out how to get yourself towards doing what you want to do ultimately. And it's so scary.
0: Were you kind of forced into this by uh, your work or was there an ultimatum kind of there or were they like, hey, listen, can you focus on us? Are you, or did you put that well, on yourself? <laughs>
2: I think – I mean, that's kind of the shit part, right? Like, some, I mean, sometimes, yes, you are forced into things by your work or by the surrounding things that are going on in your life. Mm-hmm. But the hard part for me was there really wasn't one particular moment where I was like, that's it. Um, I'm done. And so th- I think that's also what made it a really difficult choice is like when you're in a good relationship that's like checking all the boxes, how do you get out? Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, I think we've all difficult. been in, you know, whether that's like a personal relationship, whether that's a professional one, you know, when the time is right, you don't necessarily have the alarm bells going off and you sort of have to start looking at all the individual pieces and the writings on the wall and the direction that you may be headed. Um, ultimately, for me, like the restaurant is was is starting to head in a slightly different direction with um, new management and some changes happening so you know for me it was going to be a lot more responsibility um and and just frankly like an, an emotional and professional commitment that i just wasn't willing to make because i i know the level of demand and commitment that it takes to implement the changes that they were they're wanting to implement and i just i looked at it and i was like i don't think that i can be on this ship any longer and like continue to do what it is I want to do. And so it was a really like, it was a really amicable conversation with myself um and the parties that I I I spoke with. And um, you know, for me, I just I went into it on in with a very a positive mindset of just, hey, like I think it's just time for me to do me, and like you guys deserve someone who's going to be really excited about um, all the things that you guys are doing, and just like jump feet first into it and give you everything that they they have to give. And I just wasn't that person for them anymore. So it was a, it's not you, it's me conversation.
0: <laughs> God, I love like all the like, I love all of the allusion to a relationship because like that's yes. what it is to have a job, right? You, yeah. you develop you develop something with somebody, especially co-workers and people in, in your industry, especially if you love it so much, it is almost like a relationship, right? In mm-hmm. that you develop those bonds and you can't help but separate, you know, there's the love that's there for that thing.
1: Which thank mm-hmm. God because it makes working So much better, right? Yeah, And it feels like a breakup a little.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. It's interesting. As I've gone down, I mean, these last few weeks, I've sort of looked back on – and Jess, you probably remember like when I was in this relationship in my early 20s and I was in New York and it was just like I wasn't unhappy. I just like – it just wasn't right for me anymore. And it just – that person, like he deserved better and so did I. And I just wasn't giving myself like enough of what I had to give to him and like – I just feel so many of those things that I felt in my early twenties, just sort of like resurfacing again. And I almost had to like utilize utilize that experience personally to be able to to make the jump this time. And just that's say great. Like, you know, it worked out really well that time. Surely history will repeat itself. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: But that goes to the like thing. to all of our <laughs> listeners out there. That goes that goes to you guys too. Is like if, if the gut feeling isn't right, if something's off, your intuition's usually a hundred percent right.
1: It's that rule with the SATs that you're supposed to, even if you your brain gets in the way of this rule, always, always put down your first thought of the answer because it's the statistically almost always right. Huh. It's just in case you're gonna take the SATs yeah. again. <laughs> I was thinking about
2: <laughs> it.
0: Guys, listen, if it's in your guts and you're like, Yeah, y- this doesn't feel right, this doesn't feel right, like start t- ticking boxes because you know, pros and cons list, you need to transition out of that thing. You know, whether it be a relationship or a working environment or whatever that is, if you're not happy, then why are you there? And even if you are happy, is it making you supremely happy?
2: It was the most challenging thing I think I ever encountered because I was happy. Like, I really, I love the people that I work with. I love my team. I love what I do. People are like, oh, you burn out on the floor. I'm like, no, I actually really love still Mm -hmm. being assembling on the floor. I just... I just know that in order to, like, achieve what I need – what I want to achieve, I can't be there anymore and do everything. And also, like, aside from all the, like, I mean, gut feeling, 100% intuition, all the woo-woo stuff, that's all great and you should absolutely listen to that. But, like, there was a more logistical approach to this as far as – Lily padding it and I yep. I was I've never been a person that's like screw it I'm gonna quit my job and like I'll figure it out and like build the plane down I mean I'm gonna have to build a plane
0: Just fucking flip the table and Hello, everything goes out I'll the do window it for
2: everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never been that person yeah. I think I have entrepreneurial sensibilities and capabilities. And so for me, I almost needed to lily pad this. And this was something that Tim Ferriss talked about a little bit in For Our Work Week 100 years ago, if anybody read that book. This idea of just like lily padding, like build, 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 build. All right, I've got five speaking gigs coming up. I'm I'm doing some seminars. I just um, uh, started – piloted a new – uh, TV series for Psalm TV. Um, and I just feel like I'm at a place in my life where like I have enough side work coming in that like, is it going to be comfortable? No. Can I make it sustainable? Probably. Um and do I want to do this? Does it get me excited to wake up in the morning and create content? And and for those of you who are unfamiliar with like the, like why is she quitting her job? What is she doing with her life? I I have this other I have this whole other um business so to speak. It's not you know it's not like an LLC. I haven't like formed anything like that. But um I have the Instagram and the YouTube channel. And then because of this this wine background that I have and working with the wine lists that I have for the last five years, I have become an Napa Valley wine expert. And so. I get paid money to go and talk about California and Napa Valley wines to people that know less than I do um and so that's basically what i'm going to be doing is focusing on speaking uh media personality things and then also creating more content for my instagram and youtube channels
1: friends listeners we need to have a talk right now this is so important and it's for me too because this is all i could think about this week when you're thinking about building something for yourself or you know when you are in the middle of building it we don't often understand the amount of work that goes into that because as our former guest laura uh, says um There's this middle section of work that happens that no one pays attention to, right? We just see the outcome. We see Amanda, you know, with 25,000 Instagram followers. Y'all, 10 years ago, Amanda said to me, "Wow, I want to be a lifestyle like content creator for food and beverage. That was 10 fucking years ago. And she's just now quitting her full time job.
0: The shit takes time, but it takes a bunch of work. And like you said, nobody sees the middle body. Totally.
1: And I, too, for me, Amanda, all I've thought about this week is like, oh, God, it's so nice to know someone else has like, re- like started on a path and held onto it for that long. You know what I mean? And we haven't made it. We got lots more work to do. So it's like not fucking over. You know what I mean? But... Don't forget, y'all, if you've been working on something for a long time, you're you're in good company. It takes forever. You
2: are. Man, I actually just got like a little bit teary thinking about that because when you said that because I – you actually were the – I forgot you were the first person that I I think I like confided in when I was like, yeah. I think I want to do this thing. <laughs> Don't think I'm crazy. And this is like also before Instagram was really a thing and YouTube totally. was like just starting to take off and I didn't – That's the other thing. Like there is no and was no clear path. There was no like – I mean there's the avatar of those who have done it in different ways, but there is no set like this is what school you go to. These are what classes you take. This is what (laughs) job you – like there is none of that. Like there's no fucking rule book. (laughs) Get out of here. Are you kidding me? I'm like toiling in obscurity while all of of these other people are like snickering behind my back. Like, what the hell is she doing? I don't know. Like, She's got Mm -hmm. this Instagram millennial shit.
0: But isn't that the best part of it though? But that's the fucking coolest part of it too is because you're hoeing a new road. You are a fucking (laughs) pioneer in your industry, you know?
1: (laughs) That's true. But you have to have a fucking like Steeled Ugh. iron belief in what you're doing. Because I mean, I found that to be true for myself. And I think it's true, right, Andrew, for being an actor. People don't yeah. understand what you're doing. And you have to just know
0: Ironclad resolve is like you you have to be relentless in your Resolved, pursuit yeah. of your That's goal. Great. Because if you are not, and yeah. you even wait, I mean, you can waver, but if you're not relentless in that pursuit, then it's for nothing, you know? Like you're not you're not a rule. And more breaker.
1: importantly, like when people yeah. don't understand. And they cannot figure out what you're doing. And you hear over and over again, but you're not doing it this way that I understand. So it's not relevant. Like you have to be ready to just keep going, which is terrifying. It's true. I mean, that's,
2: that's the, for, I don't, I don't know that. And for those of you that are like sitting there, like, I don't know if I'm that confident about it. I'm not 100% resolved confident 100% of the time. Like there are very dark moments that I've had where I'm like, this is all for, like I, I'm done. I'm this is ridiculous. Right. Like I'm this is foolish, and so there are those moments. But like it's peaks and valleys, right? So you have yeah. to you have to allow yourself to have that and like be okay with the fact that like you're gonna have moments where you're gonna doubt yourself. You're gonna you're gonna hit a rut. You're not gonna get the phone call that you wanted to get. Like it'll go. You'll it'll, it'll be a month before you see any sort of engagement that you thought that you were going to have at Every this point
1: fucking time so
2: you know i think the other <laughs> thing is you're going to toil in obscurity it's going to suck i think we all know that but like there're going to be moments of really pure joy and greatness and you should you should try to like hold on to those but then also like live in the dark places and work up from that cuz it's not going to be beautiful and resolved and and 100% confident 100% it of the time it could take
0: forever it could literally take 10 years Of living in the dark. I will literally work until I'm 97 years old. Like, and I think that's so (laughs) beautiful. Like you could live in obscurity in the dark place for so long, and then the glimmer of hope like cracks through, and you're like, Oh my God, that's it. That's the that this is the moment. And then you leap through that fucking crack. You know It's
1: another thing that connects entrepreneurship to artists, like the way we live our lives, right? Is those two things are incredibly Mm -hmm. similar in our our processes. Mm
0: -hmm. The crossroads of opportunity and preparedness is luck. Uh, Jump, jump at it.
1: Just uh, this is what I love about this podcast, because I think a lot of podcasts, you're hearing similar things, these prescriptives, right? And this advice from people who've gotten over the middle and are bazillionaires. But like, hear me when I'm saying, guys we are here with you. We do not know. All we know is what we know right now because we're building things too with you, yeah. you know? And I love that about this. We
0: see kind of this like picture in the distance. It's like a magic eye. we kind of have an idea of where we're going, <laughs> but like every day we get on the phone, we talk to each other. We literally look to, look and talk to each other. And I know that you're probably going through this right now as well. I Amanda, like we look, talk to each other. and We're like, God, is this, is this the right way or... It, what are we doing, right? You know what I mean? We constantly are like, okay. Yeah. But building the lily pads in those conversations, again, used to use your metaphor, building the lily pads to be able to jump to, to go, okay, I will succeed and get to the bank at some point or to that delicious set of flies that is over there on that other lily pad. What? <laughs>
2: Wait,
1: what? Just, just keep that then try to
0: keep the frog. the <laughs>
2: metaphors.
1: I have a question for you, yes. Amanda. Aside from obvious, the the I think, that this, maybe this isn't obvious, it feels like often you know, our biggest fear when we make these kinds of moves is like, can I cobble enough together to keep paying my bills, investing into my company to grow? So let's let's give that its room. And beyond that, what is something else that you're like nervous about or that you're, you just have, you know, in your head as a thing to look out for? What do you think will be your biggest challenge uh, going into this next part other than that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
2: it sounds... um. A little bit surface, but so my – so yeah, so aside from the financial constraints, um, I was working as a sommelier at one of the best wine restaurants in the world. And so with that came not only a lot of prestige but a lot of power because I was buying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of wine and people were being very nice to me as a result of that. And so I've often wondered, one, what I would be like without that power and two – who I'm going to be oh. without this role of sommelier. So um, there is a there is a real, like, confidence, security situation that I'm grappling with. One, in, like, my role without – because I'm not a sommelier anymore. When I leave that restaurant, I will not be a sommelier in the traditional sense. Will I be a sommelier to the world? Maybe, but I've always been a a a person who believes that assembly is a wine steward in a restaurant. We are people that are serving wine to other human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, without without me being the person that is buying all of the wine and making a lot of people happy, who will I be?
0: We've grappled with this on here multiple times, like the the re-identification of oneself in in different, you know, whatever society tells us what to do and how we are viewing ourselves is based upon this hierarchy. Uh, that is like defined by older, older generations and like the, the the past that has been laid out for us, right? We define ourselves by that. Mm-hmm. But that's what I love about this podcast and specifically what you're doing right now in this like fledgling internet world, Instagram internet world, is that we are creating new definitions. The focus on these definitions is becoming broader and we're getting like number one, which is Somalia who's in a restaurant mm-hmm. who does all these things. And now it's like definition two, three, four. Is someone who actually purveys wine on a larger scale via the internet or wherever. Like, how cool is that yeah. to be? What does that feel like? I mean, even just the, the thought of broadening <laughs> the spectrum of a definition of a word is like that inspires me to no end.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about it because I also don't know. I haven't, I haven't stepped foot first into right. it yet. And so much of I, – and I think maybe you guys probably understand this from maybe having particular roles in your career that like s- have sort of defined you. So for me, like my specific role at this restaurant has defined me in many ways. And so who I am without that, I'm un- I'm not sure. And then, I mean, I think to your point, Andrew, yeah, is it really exciting to maybe broaden the spectrum of what a sommelier means? Absolutely is it terrifying because so much of that you know there there's a very big it's unknown it's unknown and 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 it it could be met with a lot of resistance this is a very old profession um and one to be fair that has iterated quite a bit over the past few years so i'm i'm fairly confident that that i think it will it will be exciting to see what happens just in the way that like the role of chef has sort of iterated like i think it'll i think it'll be interesting but i That one, I'm still – I think that's the hardest one because I'm like, oh, like I'm not really a sommelier, but like I guess I still am. And like when I'm writing bios right now for future projects that I know I'm – when I'm not going to be at the restaurant, I'm kind of like, do I say sommelier? Do I say retired sommelier? Like am I still – I don't know. Like I'm kind of – I'm still a sommelier. Like I'm still recommending wine to people just on a broader scale.
1: Mastermind with me here for a second. Yes, ma'am. Um. So let's let's assume, I because mean, I think you're right, your instinct that you the problem to solve is how do you lever- aggregate and leverage the power basically you had, the buying power that you had at your restaurant mm-hmm. in this new version of your career. There's a very smart man. He's Randy Zuckerberg's COO, Jim Augustine, and sometimes I put his creepy face mask on when I'm sitting at my computer. I try to become Jim Augustine. I, see I,
0: I feel like you meant in a creepy way, I put his face on my face. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. His, cre- his, his face yeah, is no. a creepy. You're right. He's a really great guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Just let's He's very that.
1: handsome also. Yeah. Um, I get more attractive when I put on my Jim Augustine skin suit, Oh, basically. wow. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he, yeah. Jim said, Jim did an entire hour last fall on P&L's p- profit and loss statements. Uh, which is like neither here nor there. The thing that I think is important to what we're talking about with you, Amanda, is that he said, you guys who have these big, huge ideas and this creativity and can make something from scratch and you love Mm -hmm. being in the thick of the idea, I'm telling you right now, learn P&Ls, learn your numbers and become one with it because all it's going to do is make it easier for your idea to go. And I mention that only because I feel like well, one, because we're doing that a lot with this brand uh, right now, right? But two, because you're, that that concentration, that aggregation and centralization and leveraging of power in your buying power, there's an equivalent to it as long as you know your numbers about your engagement rates and your conversion rates online. You're a digital sommelier now, right? Basically, and instead of uh, doing it for one restaurant, you're doing it for uh, any of your partners, any of your potential partners, right? Any of anything you're passionate about, and uh, you know it's the real like shit, or maybe not. I like it, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to take on because you're starting your own business. To now you have to do the idea, but you have to know your numbers too, so that you can tell people you still have that power.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think you're spot on. I think uh, well, one I. That was also the, the so the one of the beauties of doing the job that I just did was that I actually did get to be like a mini CEO and CFO of my own little like micro mm. company where I managed a two million dollar $2 million wine program.
0: That's really wild. And so I understood
2: <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So, so there, so I did get uh, probably for the first time in my life like real time feedback financially and figured out how to iterate. Uh, less on a creative level and more on a financial level and so mm-hmm. I I think so much of what I've learned is applicable to what I'm stepping into now but to your point yes like you can't just be a creative and like fingers crossed hope that it works like you have to provide these companies with your conversion rates you know your follow like it's great to have X amount of followers but like how many people are like, clicking that link and buying the product, like it means Mm -hmm. nothing if you convert to nothing. And even if that means like, it doesn't have to be a sale, even if that means you're converting um, a subscriber, you're converting um, an idea or just a a Mm -hmm. notional trend, I think conversion can be measured in a lot of different ways. And that is something that I, I have been looking at and will have to continue digging deeper into as we embark in this like, very new chapter and very new world where everybody's an influencer, everyone has a voice, everyone has a little piece of the pie. It's just a matter of like how influential can that pie be? Mm -hmm.
0: We keep saying it on here. We keep saying it. You need to be a skill acquirer to survive in the entrepreneurial world. You have to know everything. Right. Yes. If you work in the restaurant industry, you have to know how to cook, but you also know have to have to know how to balance books. Like I don't care if you're a chef. you got to know how to balance books. You have to know how to order. You have to know how to do all these things. Right. It's the same way in the wine world. It's the same way in the podcast world. It's the same way in the even the producing world or the theater world. You know, I mean, you can still be creative, but you have to know how to balance your checkbook. Right.
2: Or just be in the mindset of those that will potentially be paying you money. That's speak, right. It's language. Speak their language. That's
0: what and I'm language. saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Understand what they're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like,
2: if you don't want to balance your own checkbook, that's fine. But like, you have to know right. why Randy Zuckerberg is writing you a check and understand where where the motivations for that person oh lies. Oh, my gosh,
1: totally.
0: And it's just, it, it, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing to me that people think that like money just comes from everywhere else. And then you look at people who have money and you go, well, why aren't you giving me that money? And you go, because
2: why would I give I- you that money?
0: Why would what, I give you that? Right, money?
2: What value do
1: you add to <laughs> What, my what life? value
0: do you offer me? Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of it all, though, and this is to what Jim was saying about like, don't be so adversarial in your relationship to numbers, is that it's actually pretty inherently creative. Now, I'm going to say, like, is sitting down and doing a PL over four quarters, do you know what I mean? Knowing yeah. your actual co- No, it's a lot of math. It's just like a fucking lot of math. Right. But. What happens after that, like as you're going through, you know, trying to get a partner or whatever, there's so much creativity into trying to find the statistics and the way to show what you're mm-hmm. doing, the potential of what you're doing, because not everything works in the beginning. Yeah. You know, you might not be uh, satisfying traditional metrics, and then you get to like put something together that you know, you, knowing the person you're talking to, what are they going to respond to? I mean, it's, it's all this great creative endeavor, I Yeah,
2: think. and the numbers tell a story. I mean, that's the other
1: thing. That's right. Oh, Jim says that yeah. too. Yeah, Jim. Hey, Jim. Shout out What's to Jim, up, Jim? Augustine.
0: <laughs> okay, do you want to put your Do you want to put your Jim Augustine face on? <laughs> I
2: already yes. have it on. Oh, you got yeah. it. Okay,
0: you can't I share mean, it though.
2: No, oh, <laughs>
0: It's so weird.
2: Well, I mean, the numbers. The numbers are the thing that I look to in in my own personal endeavors, and I mean, and at the restaurant as well. But the numbers are what I look to to help me iterate. So if I see that. I'm, you know, so a perfect example. So I noticed that my numbers were significantly higher when I would do these Instagram uh Instagram stories at wineries and we called them field trips. And so mm-hmm. my like my numbers on those stories versus different stories were 30% mm-hmm. higher. And so I just kept I doubled down, I doubled down, I doubled down. And so you you have to look at your own personal numbers to understand what's working and then I also love that like Instagram just like gives you all of that information. Like it just like spits it out. Yeah, if
0: you got a blue check mark, I mean there's tons of metrics that just like it gets you, don't you. don't even need a blue
2: check mark. You all you need to do is convert to a business profile. Oh.
0: Or if mm-hmm. you don't
2: want to convert to a business profile, all you need to do is download um uh is it later that gives you no, not later. Later. Uh what's the other one? Square, I think that gives you all of the metrics. There's a few different platforms out there that will um give you metrics on your own uh Instagram and I think YouTube channels now as well. Um, and those are hugely helpful. Those have wow. those have really helped me to understand yeah. like what works, what doesn't work. And don't the numbers tell a story, don't let the numbers dictate everything you're gonna do. I think that's like it's a collaboration. Right. I think that's like that's creativity 101. Like you can't just do what the numbers tell you. Like there has to be there has to be a balance. But uh but I'm actually I'm fascinated by the numbers. Maybe it stems from the fact that my parents were both numbers-esque people like I didn't come from a creative family and then also Jason my boyfriend is mm. like a deep numbers guy. <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> deeply numberful. Deeply numberful like he's in the finance world and like he talks about. I've sat down to dinner with him and nearly had my head explode. <laughs> That's every night.
2: Yeah. I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so nice. what is as we sort of start to round this one up what is the what is one hope you have for this next year as in this big change like in terms of your career? What's what's one thing you hope you can say I checked this off within 12 months?
2: Oh, well, I did I I will say I checked a really big bucket list item off and hopefully we will not be canceled as a result of this virus situation that's going around, but I uh, I am a speaker at Aspen Food and Wine this year. <gasps> Amazing! Yeah. So that was that was like something I and this is nice. okay. So this is a perfect and I I'll give you one more before we go. But this is a perfect example okay. of like the toiling in obscurity. You take every job because you never know, or just like take every ticket because you never know like what it's going to get you. I. I said yes to uh, this seminar that I was unpaid uh, that I did for this film festival here in Napa Valley. And it was great. It was super fun. I did it with, oh, uh, with Vanessa Conlin, who uh, has been on this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, who we've been yeah. on the podcast. So, so the film festival came to me yeah. and they're like, we want to do this seminar. And and I was like, great, can I bring a friend? So, uh, so I asked Vanessa. <laughs> and so Vanessa and I do this seminar. We're sitting outside. It, literally, the audience is like 10 people max. And it's like us and then these like five people that are involved in the film festival, be it like directors, actors, whatever. So we're sitting there. We do the seminar. It's fine. Two days later, I get an email from the editor, the wine editor of Food & Wine magazine. And he goes, hey, great to see you. I happened to catch your seminar at Farmstead the other day. And uh, I just had a slot open up for Aspen Food & Wine. Would you be Fuck interested? yes. That's amazing. Are you fucking? Do you know? Do you know <laughs> what that felt like on that morning at seven? Play the Rocky music right
0: now. <sighs> you like you didn't even need coffee that day. You just floated I, the rest of the I day.
2: I woke Jason was oh, sleeping. I, love it. I woke him up. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, and it was like quiet. I was like, no, come on, this like you have to. You just like I need you to read this because like this is happening yeah. right now. So thanks. Yeah, congratulations. I'm, That's I'm super so excited to like badass. elbow up with Martha Stewart. Pretty pumped. Um yeah. Who wouldn't be? yeah, I mean, who um, wouldn't be? No, I mean, honestly like my I don't I don't have like five-year plans or five-minute plans. I just kind of like <laughs> do it feels right somebody asked me like did you write your business plan i I was like "Say what everything is going to go up into the right i'm going to get like an email on march 23rd that says like hey come and speak at like i don't know what this is going to fucking look like i have no idea um the only thing i can tell you that i really hope for is that i uh i get to wake up every day and create content and if i can create something new every day which has always been my goal then i think
1: i'll have accomplished something pretty awesome going to have you back on we're going to track this entire process on this podcast
0: if we could just have the the amanda mccrossan like roadmap (laughs) of like how how your career went we're like oh no we started here yeah it's all right you call us anytime
1: you want to check in and talk about anytime
0: anytime you got new news Great. I want to hear what happened at the yeah. Aspen yeah. we'll do a,
1: li- a live podcast from Aspen Food and Wine. Yes, mm. that would be so That's good. That's a great idea. Okay, so uh, where can people find you if they have? First of all, if you haven't listened yep. to her, uh, Amanda's full episode of Take Me to Coffee, it's a really good one, especially if you're making content for Instagram and YouTube. So, first of all, go listen to it. But then you can follow Amanda
2: at Sam Vivant. No, I will not change my handle. S O M M V I V A N T.
0: And you should not because it is literally and literally one of the best things I've ever heard. Oh my
2: gosh. Thank that, you so that. much. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, SOMVIVANT on Instagram, SOMVIVANT on YouTube, whether uh, you like your long form content or short form content, you can find it in both places. Um, if you're a man, I'm more likely to see you on YouTube. And if you're yeah. a woman, I'm more likely to see you on Instagram. Those are those are it. But we know that because of our numbers, metrics. Metrics, <laughs> yes.
0: Metrics. Yes. <laughs> numbers matter.
2: Numbers matter.
0: Oh man, it's been so nice talking to you today. Thank it's you so, so, nice. so, so much.
1: Andrew, I'm uh, really excited because you had to get off of the recording as soon as we were done, but Amanda and I stayed on. And in the span of time, Did you guys talk about me. No, what'd you say? No, what'd you say? About no, don't talk about me like I'm not here. <laughs> Whoa, why'd you get a southern accent?
0: Because it was Steel Magnolias. That's what's so cool.
1: Uh, I only know Drink or Juice, oh, Shelby. Boy. You
0: need to really get back <laughs> into that one. <laughs>
1: So Amanda and I stayed on and caught up and in the span of time we were doing that we already planned a project with each other (laughs) now that she's a free agent I don't
0: know what that even means (laughs) it feels like it feels nefarious but it also feels like it could be the you know the cure to everything hey
1: look sometimes I'm just waiting for people to quit their jobs so that we can continue to like like an atom you know what I mean like attract other particles and take over the world together
0: absolutely Like you're in orbit on your own, but your gravitational pull keeps getting bigger and bigger, so you keep sucking in other planets and and shit like that. Are you defining yourself as a black hole these days? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a black hole of creativity, so uh, if you guys don't get near me, don't get near me, you're going to get sucked in.
1: (laughs) Can you confirm or deny that that's accurate? As someone who works with me.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm inside it now. I'm on the event horizon. So everything's starting to skew. My face is like starting to pull away. I'm like, time's starting to become like irrelevant at this time, at this point. So
1: I'm so excited for Amanda. This is like a fucking huge deal. I think she kind of yeah. made the announcement on our podcast. I'm pretty sure we're like the first public... Announcement of the new move. Breaking news. You guys, if you want
0: to, if you want to come on our episode and make huge (laughs) life-changing, like bomb drop news.
1: That moment, I think we talked about where I was like, "Girl, you've been. It was ten years. It took ten years to just quit your job." Made me feel. So much. I think I said it, but made me feel so much better about how long it's taken to build some of the stuff that I'm doing, and I hope that it'll do the same for people that are listening, that are doing sort of similar things. I love your ideology when it comes to lily padding. That was great.
0: You know, that was what a fucking great little reference. I think that right? was like Tim the, Ferris the allegory there. Yeah, Tim Ferris is right. So you, you Tim Ferris is like you lily pad. You build and build and build to get to the goal that you want to get to. I mean, that's the illusion that I took from it. Right. And it's one of those things. It's true. It really is true. The knowledge that we glean and we gain throughout our lives build and build and build Mm -hmm. and if you want to head somewhere and go somewhere and you don't feel comfortable yet in doing that take a little more information take a little time do what you need to do everybody does shit in their own time frame and we're looking for you know like this thing is not set in stone yeah, we're going to give you like a little bit of a roadmap, but that road is yours to take. And I was thinking about this the other day. It was weird because I was riding the bike home. I was at the gym up north and I was like riding the bike home. And I kept being like, my God, man, there's some roads that you're going to go. There's like a slight uphill. And then there's always going to be a downhill. But then there's always going to be, you know, it's going to be a little bumpy along the way. And then there's going to be these things. And I I, I love these illusions that, you know, present themselves to me as i'm doing things in real life and i go oh my god this is just like a relationship or this is just like my search for work or this is my you know search for whatever so i'm pulling things constantly and like paralleling them to other things and i think that kind of just defines the road that you're on literally and metaphorically the road that you're on could be any number of things and it, yeah. it's not the same for everybody else, right?
1: That's I feel like that's our every week too. It's like, whoa, what turn happened with this podcast and this brand and like, what did we have to learn about this week? Not have to because it's really fun, but yeah, it's, it is. It's It's so nice to be doing this with other people. Right.
0: And watching it and like looking at the joy that you get and the hard work you're putting in and me too and I'm <laughs> basically just watching you put in a lot of work and I'm getting a lot of joy out of it. So it's really fun for me. It's really fun for me to watch you work so Uh. hard. I hate you. Such an uh, asshole! I'm such an asshole!
1: Oh, friends, don't forget to follow Samavat on IG and YouTube because she's got all the things gonna be happening in the next few weeks.
0: We got so much more cool stuff coming for you too. Head over to Twitter and follow us at tm Two C Podcast. Ask your questions for our upcoming guests. and you can also let us know about someone smart and cool you know uh, that you follow online that you think that we should talk to.
1: That's it for this episode of Take Me to Coffee. Now it's your turn.
0: Number one, check out new episodes every Tuesday on your favorite podcasting delivery mechanism.
1: To for special bonus content, including being able to see all of our beautiful faces and some upcoming special exclusive content, join our coffee club over at Patreon, www.patreon.com tm 2 Podcast.
0: Your contribution helps us continue to make this podcast for you, with you, and completely ad-free. No, no one, one tells, tells us what to, to do. do. No, no one, one tells, tells us what, what to do. do.
1: <laughs> Three, download these episodes and leave us a review so that we can continue to climb the podcast. Charts. There is some contentiousness with whether reviews matter in your rankings, but I definitely read a couple articles today that said the more great reviews you have, the higher you get in the Apple Podcast. So if you feel like it, uh, leave us a review. And special thanks to the person who left us a review last week, who we don't know. We
0: really appreciate it. And it wasn't my mom, so don't think that it was. Guys, thanks, mom. I'm Andrew. I'm Jess. We'll see you next
2: week. the same. Two walk like two out the door.
0: Then you have magic.